Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. guys we just shot a great episode with ramona shelburne thank you so much for coming on before we get into today's episode i want to give a quick shout out to tick pick the only place you gotta go to get tickets to sporting events use code laid l-a-d-e for 15 dollars off your first order 99 dollars or more and the thing that's the best thing about tick pick is there are no service fees and they have the best prices for the same seeds you will find on other sites so tick pick use code laid and enjoy the episode Welcome back to the Late Show today. The Late Show today. Who do we have? Ramona, ESPN Shelburne. Ooh! Oh, we got Ramona Shelburne. Um, been with ESPN since two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Covered a ton of Lakers stories. She I want to start it off with your favorite, your favorite Lamar story. Let's start it off with that. Okay, wow. favorite Lamar story. Okay, so Lamar was always the guy in the locker room who, like, a lot of people know how to duck us. Right, like you yeah. hide in the lo- you hide in the training room. You're like, oh, I gotta get some treatment. You stay in the shower longer. Lamar was always there. Like yeah. he didn't hide from us, and uh, we always always appreciated that, you know, because we got we all had jobs. So back then, I was with the newspaper, mm-hmm. so we had like three stories a day, you know, pregame story, notebook, postgame story, yeah. And uh, and I remember one time, Lamar, I think you were probably not having a good game or something. <laughs> like I think probably <laughs> Phil poked you or something. He used to poke you a lot, right? Yeah. Because um, Phil would always poke the guys that, that it would hurt. Like, if, if he well, poked. He knew how to kind of like. Yeah. <coughs> stir you up. Bro. Yeah, he would stir you up. Because yeah. then he would say something to us in the, coaches, in, the, in the coaches' press conference. And then we'd all come to you and be like, hey, did you hear what Phil said? <laughs> right? So I think I came to you one time. It was probably, probably pregame before a playoff game or something. Mm-hmm. And Phil had said something. And I was like, kind of beating around the bush. Like, I didn't want to come straight out and be like, hey, Lamar, Phil said you sucked. You know, like, I didn't say it like that. But you already knew what was coming because you heard what he said. Or you knew what was coming. And I was probably, like, 30 seconds into my, like, dancing around the yeah. dancing around it, and you were like, Ramona, just come straight with it. <laughs> like, the truth is, I already know what you're going to ask me. Just come straight with it. Just ask me you what you're going to ask bro? me. <laughs> you know how many interviews he probably did? A lot. But, but to me, it was really important because, like, it kind of made me, he's like, whatever you're going to ask me, just do it, yeah. Just come straight out and do it. Because I always, like, kind of feel like, oh, I'm being too, I want to be nice. You don't want to come straight out and say something, like, feels rude or whatever it is. But, like, he's a grown man. Right. He knows what the question is. It's, it's crazy just thinking about it. I was just thinking about it, just thinking about how much time, like, you spend with the reporters that are assigned to your team. Yeah. They're around each other. They travel with you, like. Yeah. We were there all the time. And, like, it's weird because when you cover when you cover players, especially on a team like that, where you guys were, like, championship contenders every year. So right. you're there on the road. You're there before pregame, postgame, every single game. And, like, I don't even know if you know all of our names. Like, I always made a point of trying to in- introduce ourselves. Yeah. 
because it's like very impersonal. Yeah. Like it's very like yeah, some, we're of just, you, some of you guys I didn't know some of your names. Yeah, you know what they look like. Yeah, or you, you might know if they wrote something or that you didn't like or that that stirred the pot a little bit. Yeah. But um, well, I always know their last name. What? Yeah. yeah. But it's a weird thing. Like it's very impersonal, and yet we're asking you very personal, direct questions. Right. Would would players? Would you say? favor certain reporters who came from certain companies? Like, if you were from ESPN, like, yo, we're going to give you a better answer? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the truth is, whatever you say to anyone is going to get out there now. Right. But back when you played, I don't think that was the case. I think if you said something to, like, you know, a newspaper, it would only be in that newspaper, and it was only, it was probably only well, going to get... I think get... it depends on your relationship that you had with, yeah. with the reporter. Yeah. Like, you see big guys, like, like LeBron has a great relationship with Chris Haynes. Like, you'll see Chris Haynes will come up with bigger scoops than other reporters. Like, do you think yeah, that... But does that... Does that make sense? Because we're people talking to people. So, like, you want to talk to somebody you trust or somebody right. you've done stories with before, yeah. somebody you know is going to, like... I mean, I, I definitely know that um, people, more people would talk to me when I was at ESPN than when I was at the Daily News. Right. Because, you know, when you talk to me, like, I'm going to go on TV and talk about it or right. I'm going to write about it. It's going to have a big platform. It's going to go a lot of places. Um, but also, like, I've been around a minute, so, like, people know kind of how I treat people or how I am. They have right. a sense of what I do. Um, but I'll say, yeah, like, certain reporters, like, there were times, like, Kobe had special reporters that he had, like, there was a time he was, like, Jim Gray was his reporter that he would go to. <laughs> then there was, like, Rick Buecher. Yeah. Um, Rick Buecher was his name. Yeah, for a minute. Um, and, uh, and you could tell they, they had a good relationship for a while. And then, uh, I don't know, Kobe and I were really close for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also, like... Uh, sometimes there, you, you, Kobe was so smart. He knew who everybody was in the room, where they worked, what kind of stuff they did. Right. Like if they wrote good stuff, if they were. Is LeBron like that? Would you say, like very aware? He, he, he LeBron likes his beat writers, okay. and I, I respect that. Like he likes the guys who are there every single day. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a baseball player. Yeah. Like you know, baseball guys. They, they like the guys who show up. They play 162 games. Right. They know who's there 162 games. Yep. You know, they like the guys who go to spring training. Like, LeBron likes his beat writers because he respects that they're there every day. He doesn't like the um, the national – it's not that he doesn't like them. It's just more like – They come for the big moments. Like he resp- just- yeah, we come for the big moments. Like, right. I'm not there every game. Right. I'm there a lot of games, but not like, a, you know, I have to cover the whole league, so I right. can't be – Right, you in, can. I mean, you yeah. can't be. Uh, so I actually have a question because I feel like it's changed. Once you came in the game, like, in 09 at ESPN – yeah. How has it changed with the relationship between players and reporters? I feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like nowadays it's like they're not as good of, they don't have as good of a relationship between the players and media. I could be wrong, but is that no, the way? I think you're right. Um, I, I mean, it's different. It kind of depends on who you are. Like, I tend to have pretty good relationships with people. I was, what do what, you think? Like, Oh, uh, yeah, you were pretty stand up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we all – one, I was around a little bit more when uh, when Lamar was there. Like, we were there every game, every right. practice, every whatever. Um, and you, you develop um, – but it was different back then. Like, we would go to a Laker practice back then, and, like, everyone would talk. Yeah. Like, John Black would bring every every main star you want to talk to. Yeah. We'd do a big group interview every single – every time. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to pick between Kobe or Shaq or Lamar or Powell. Like, you would get er- anybody you wanted, and even if it was a big star. Yeah. yeah, and and you guys would stand there for like five ten minutes now, and like John would stand back, and he would let you guys say whatever you want to say. He didn't yeah. jump in to like um, break it up, right? Even if things got tense, yeah, <laughs> or controversial. And there were definitely times things were controversial, but um, I'm just thinking. I'm pretty sure. Like, what about if you're reporting on a team and your team is like sucks? Yeah, that's that's hard. That's the challenge as a reporter. I've I've done that. <laughs> for real. 
you know, I started with the I was with the Clippers. Yeah. Oh right, and back like, then. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they were not good. Yeah. Baron, poor Baron Davis. You know, he like came here thinking he was gonna play with Elton Brand. Remember right. that year? Yeah. <laughs> and then Elton didn't. Did, they kind of lowballed Elton, and he ended up going to Philly instead. And Baron was like, "Ooh, hello. Yeah. I'm stuck here by myself. <laughs> okay." And uh, he, you know, he tried his best, but they they were terrible that year. Yeah. And like. So you're covering this like bad team yeah. and they're not really playing for anything. So it's yeah. like hard to like find some drama. Yeah, how you even talk to them? They don't even want to probably even talk to you. Not really, you know. You're talking about the game and they right. haven't been playing well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it makes your job hard. Makes it hard, but also your job, that's my job to make it interesting. Yeah. So like I remember I would always talk to like Tim Thomas was on those teams. You remember mm -hmm. him, right? Uh, Steve Novak, you know, we'd oh, have a uh, Katino Mobley was on those teams. Oh, yeah. So, like, you get to know guys individually, you just kind of treat them like people. Yeah. And so, like, they have to play hard. Just because you're on a bad team doesn't mean you don't play hard. Yeah. You're still trying to build your career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just talk to them like, like a person and you don't write about, oh, are they going to make the playoffs or not. You write right. about that game or, like, what that player's going through in that game or yeah. what they're trying to do for the future or whatever it is. Who we have? Al Thornton was the rookie on that team. Remember Al Thornton? I think he's from Georgia, Al maybe. Al Thornton. He was a he was a lottery. Pick. Eric Gordon was on yep. those teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, EG. He's Actually, back. Actually, EJ. He's on the Clippers now, right? Yeah. yeah. He's back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. He was part of that. Uh, <laughs> he was part of that Chris Paul trade. Right. Everybody was part of that Chris Paul trade. Was he? <laughs> well, there was like the trade that didn't happen, and then there was the trade that did happen. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the interview with Ramona Shelburne. Want to give a quick shout out to Prize Picks. There's, that is the best way to play daily fantasy, and it is legal in California, Texas, and Florida, and many other U.S. states. Um, if you use code LAID, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So let's say you deposit $100, PrizePix will instantly match that, and you will have $200 to make picks with. Easiest way to make picks, over or under. It's not, a, it's not on the game lines, on the player projections. So use code LAID. And let's get back into this episode. All right, let's talk about that because I know you were you were you were part of that. Like you were involved with that. And yeah. Obviously, you were in the trade that didn't go down. So like. And then you, you were not in the trade. So your point of view, because I've we've, I've spoken to Lamar about. It. I want to know what, what like on a reporter side what it was like because you were in there. Oh, like you were the um the Chris Paul the trade. trade. Oh, the, the one before. Oh. Where you were supposed to go to New Orleans. New Orleans. Right. Yeah, that would have been life changing for me. In what way? New Orleans, that'd have been culture shock. I mean, you went to Dallas, so like, well, they're both by LA. No, nah, they're not LA. They're not LA. I gotta be honest. I wouldn't have been. I wasn't prepared to to leave LA at that point. In my I mean, life. you weren't expecting your name to be in trades, but yeah. is that right? I think you were. Um, how do I put this? I don't think you ever were the same after that. No. As a person or a player. Definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, like I think you were personally very hurt. 100%. Shell-shocked. And you tried to make a go of it in Dallas, but it's not the same. Mm -mm. It wasn't the same. Like, I felt like um, you had a familiar, you were, like, part of the family with the Lakers. And, like, when you got, when they put you in that first trade, it was like. It was like a death. Because you just won six-man, right? Yeah. Two years earlier than that. You won six-man in 08. No, it was. Wasn't it 2000? It's the first year you went to the finals, right? No, it was 11. I won six man. We didn't make it to the finals when I won the six man. You guys were going for a three peat, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when you went six man? Mm -hmm. well, Kobe, won, Kobe won an MVP. In 08, yeah. Yeah. 2009, you went to the finals again. Yeah, we beat. 2010, you went to the finals, and that's the one you would beat Boston. Got swept by 2011, Dallas. you were the six man? 
Yep. So that was the last thing you were expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your point of view with that whole thing? First of all, it came out of absolutely nowhere because we were all covering the lockout. Right. And I don't even think we knew Chris Paul asked for a trade. Like, it was still the lockout. So, we, you know, he had asked for a trade, and, like, behind the scenes, it was a different media environment. Like, maybe somebody had that somewhere, but it didn't get around. Like, that wasn't something that everybody knew. And I think it was a quiet ask. It wasn't like a, you know, demand, to, like Anthony Davis when he asked for a trade right. or anything, right? And so they were still finishing the lockout. And it was like, they didn't even sign the CBA yet. They hadn't even signed it. So it just was like, boom, like the Lakers got Chris Paul. What? Like we didn't even know he was being traded. Like he was up for a trade, right? And then it was like, oh shit, they put Pau Gasol and Lamar in? Like, That's oh crazy. God, like that was. They traded Pau? In that yeah, one. he was yeah. in that. He was in the trade. He was supposed to go to Houston. You were supposed to go to New Orleans. And um, it was. Were any picks involved? Huh? Were any picks involved? No. So it was just Chris Paul to the Lakers. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Kevin Martin was going to be on the, was going to go to New Orleans. No, Kevin Martin was going to be in Houston. He was mm -hmm. still there. Um, I didn't know they trade. They put Pal in a trade as well. Yeah. That was part of that was part of how that got undone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pal was supposed to go to Houston. You were supposed to go to New Orleans. And in a way, you can make an argument that that New Orleans team was way, that was a better trade than what New Orleans ended up getting. Who did they end up getting? They, they did the trade with the Clippers, like I think it was 10 days later. And they got Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen, um, uh, a future first, which was belonged to Minnesota, and everybody thought that was going to be a bad pick. Okay. Um, and Eric Bledsoe. So it's much worse than what they would have got from the Lakers. I mean, those were all three good, those yeah, three good yeah, players and no a first-round pick. Right. Well, Powell was supposed to go to New oh, Houston. Oh, right, yeah, Houston, Houston. Houston was sending somebody, like, maybe, like, Houston was sending someone in New Orleans, too. I'm trying to remember who it was. But when when that happened, like, it was the day before training camp. So the so the lock the That's lockout insane, happened. Really. It ends. The trade <laughs> goes through, like, that night. And then... David Stern later on announces we are not accepting the trade. Mm -hmm. And then you guys had training camp in the morning. You don't remember this? No, I can't remember. So you it's remember amazing. Like, training camp was in the morning. So, like, we're like, holy shit. I remember parking out yeah. in my car in the parking lot there at the old, the old facility. And, uh, and just waiting in the parking lot to see if you were going to show up. <laughs> Did you show up? Late. Yeah, it was late. It must have been awkward, Because huh? it was like yeah, it was you were awkward. traded and then not traded. Yeah, it's I had like, what do you think? Conversation with Mitch. You awkward. asked to be traded, right? No. You didn't? I can't even remember how the conversation went. Uh, and I don't want to make myself a liar. No, no, no. If I give you an answer. No, then, I remember you came in late. I don't well, really and we were like, so we were like, is Powell going to show up? Is Lamar going to show up? I mean, they just got traded it's and untraded. How like, happened. how do you ask a guy to play for you? And by the way, Mike Brown was the new coach, brand new coach. It wasn't Phil Jackson anymore. Yeah. So, so it was like happened. everything was different. Like you got to show up to this new team. The coach that you played for is gone. Powell, you and Powell were like, what the hell? Yeah. And Mike has 10 days to get you ready for training camp. Crazy. It, it, 10 day training. Like it was a real short training camp because it was like November maybe. And he had to get it done so fast. Like he put everything in. And Mike, you know how he showed up like binders full mm -hmm. of. <laughs> offense and defense to learn, right? Like, and it was like, I remember a training camp, usually like, hi, you know, you ease your way into it a little bit. No, it was like hit the ground running. 
Yeah, no time, really. And, like, LO was like, I think you got there late. Like, we weren't sure if you were going to show up. I know Powell showed up, but he was, like, sleepwalking. Yeah. I remember talking to Luke Walton afterwards, like, how was it? This has got to be weird. And Luke was like, i got to be honest, we're so tired, I can't even feel anything. Because mm -hmm. Mike put them through, like, some crazy two-a-days and was, yeah. like, trying to put all his offense in, all his defense in. And it was just, like, too much change all at once. Did Kobe speak that day? Yeah. What, did he say anything notable? I mean, he's Kobe. He's, like... Like, Kobe, Kobe just like, keeps it rolling, you know? I think Kobe was, like, I think he was excited about the idea of playing with Chris Paul. Right. And there was still a chance that he could play with Chris Paul. And then I think you did ask for a trade, but I think you did it through your agent. I think I did, too. I think it was through Jeff Schwartz. I might have been butthurt. You were hurt. Well, yeah. yeah. You were hurt about it. I was, like, I was yeah. surprised you showed up. I remember seeing you show up, and they had already started. And uh, you had a meeting with Mitch that day. Yeah. But I saw you roll up, and it was like, you look like your dog died. Like, it was like, you were really not a happy Crushed. guy. Yeah, I mean, now I remember, because I remember, I, wanted to tell me, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a practice uniform on. Yeah. Was that to, like, stick it to them, or, like, what were you doing? I don't know, I don't, being stupid. Well, yeah, but you had no time to digest this. Right, literally, no time. It was literally right. the night before. And also... There was a sense that maybe you would still be traded. Like, he just said, we can't accept this trade. David Stern just said, we can't accept this trade as it is. But then there was like, <laughs> but then it was, you know, they, well, then Mitch Kupchak kept calling him back and be like, okay, well, what do you need? And he would keep reoffering the same thing. Wow. And then so eventually, yeah, like, I think Lamar asked for a trade. I think it was through your agent. It had to be. And um, they, they traded you to Dallas. Yeah. So then Mitch couldn't offer the same package to New Orleans anymore. So then the Lakers were really out. Yeah. Then you guys didn't. <laughs> Stupid yeah. idiot. It is what it is. But like we always yeah. say, you still got those two rings on your fingers. But it was weird because like, <laughs> I don't think you were ever the same. I don't think Pat was ever the same for the Lakers. He stayed. Mm -hmm. Pat was there for another two years. Yeah. They left as a free agent. They, they kept trying to trade him too. Like, it's not like he ever felt safe here. It was like, yeah. he, his name was always out there, too. Right, and Trader And it yeah. was just like, it was so abrupt. Like, you got swept by the Mavs in that 2011 year. Spanked. It was, a, and that was sad, because, like, Phil was retiring, and that was a weird way for him to go out. And uh, you, yeah, you said you were burnt out. You said I think you, we just got tired. I when would, Matt Barnes think, came on, yeah, he said the same thing. Just just really? Yeah, I think Kobe and, and Powell got tired. We got tired. We've been three years going to the finals. Yeah, it was the fourth year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I remember Matt was just like, yeah. "Yo, you're burnt out." But I want to talk about the current Lakers yeah. because it's current Lakers. really exciting. There's five games left. We're Top five we're in defense since the trade. She said number one, right? Number one since the uh, kind of goes back and forth. But yeah, in the last couple of months they're like we're up there. You could say top five is good because it goes back and forth. You know, I we're like up there. that. Why do I like that? Because I told you they were going to be good when Darvin Ham's personality and his the way he played yeah, basketball right. reflects on his basketball team. You played against Darvin, right? I did for a short period of time. How long how long when he did retire? Oh, I don't know that one off Darvin the top Hamm? of my head. Yeah. But but Darvin he was like he was a dunker from Texas Tech. Yeah, dirty. Scrappy, back. That's why he broke a backboard. All yeah. rebounds was his defender. So he was like undersized power forward. Mm -hmm. Like undersized like you know Right, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like Barkley but in shape. And AD is playing <laughs> like a dog right now. He is back he to is. back 38. So what do you think about Coach Ham? I know 
Lamar's a fan of him. Oh, I, I've always thought Darwin was going to be a great coach because he, by the way, circling back to 2011, he was on that staff with Mike Brown. That's right. That's right. He was the assistant coach. Yep. That was a hell of a staff, by the way. Really? That staff, Mike Brown, Quinn Snyder, Darvin Ham, Steve Clifford. Look at all those guys right now. They're like all head coaches. Like, like Brown is like, killing it with the, with the, the Kings. Hell of a staff. Like. But um, they, uh, there was another guy, John Kuster. Remember John Kuster from Detroit? Yeah. Uh, Look at my look at that. That's like still in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, Darvin to me is the kind of guy who becomes a great head coach because he played the game, so you respect him, right? And you know how he played because people know what kind of player he was. Um, but he didn't he didn't get it right away. Like he was he had a he had a grind. He had to work for it. He had to like climb the ladder. He had to learn from Mike Budenholzer. He yep. had to learn from uh, Mike Brown. He had to learn from all these other. All, from Coach Popovich, he learned he had like a lot of influences, and I always think the people who are successful, not just in life, but like in basketball or anything like that, are the people who grind, who have to like stick with it when it doesn't come easily, yeah. when it's not handed to them. Right. When something's handed to you, you don't know, you don't know how to, you don't not. It's not so much that you don't value it, but you don't know how hard you work to get there. And to me, Darvin, like he worked hard to <coughs> get where he is and to become as good as he is, and like I think. Players respect the grind, right? You know, he was. Um, <coughs> he's you also don't a, respect somebody that's on the same ground as you. Bro. Yeah, I mean, you could tell, right? She seems like to me as if he's a listener. Yeah. So someone that's a good listener is always learning. Seems like the Lakers have all bought into Darvin Ham. They are. If they playing defense, even they Westbrook. Have. Westbrook was bought in. Was yeah. Bought into him. I mean, the thing with Russ and Darvin, like, they spent a lot of time together in the offseason trying to just build trust because I think trust was everything for Russ. Yeah. You know, he came here and he was, like, the villain immediately. Like, it was, he was going to be the scapegoat. And After all that. the first game, yeah. Yeah, the first game even. Pre training camp. Yeah. His first year. <laughs> and some of that's on him, too, okay? Yeah, But justified. But I don't think he ever had a chance here. Like, I don't think he was – I don't think that was ever going to work. First of all, him and LeBron, they both need the ball. They, right. It's – there's a world in which they could have staggered their minutes or something, but right. like, you know, Russ was always going to have to take a back seat and that was not going to work because this is not the way he plays. And then when he took a back seat, I thought that hurt the trust because he immediately got criticized immediately. Once you start criticizing him, I don't think he's ever been in a situation where he took that much. Definitely not. You know, I would even say friendly fire. Like, not just fire, but friendly fire, oh, right? Uh, that, that no, hurts no over, we that know hurts about it. Yeah, I mean, Lamar, you saw the interview with LeBron where LeBron was like, I want Kyrie. Yeah. And that means, that means Russ got to go. And, like, he was still on the team. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. But it's like, Darvin built that trust with, with Russ. And he got Russ to play defense. Like, people forget Russ was all defense at UCLA. He was an all-defensive player. He can play defense. Now, team defense is a different concept, you know, different story. Like, but he, he's a, he can be a good defensive player. If he buys in, if he thinks that's important, and Darvin got to play more defense than I've seen any other He's coach get him to play. Sixth man of the year, yeah, off the bench. So like he got him to come off the bench. That that was a big thing for you too. I remember. Yeah. Oh, I got another Lamar story. Tell us. I got another Lamar story. Tell us. <laughs> you you were kind of hurt when Phil had you come off the bench. Remember? At first, I was. Yeah, and uh, do you remember when Jeannie and uh, you know how she sits in the second row? So Jeannie was there with her, uh, with Linda, and Linda and Stacey Kennedy and all all her you know her girlfriends that sit that sit in that row with her. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you would come in? You would get to the scores table. You remember what they would say? Take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, 
<laughs> it was so funny. Like the, I was like, you would hear them yell it. Yeah, like, like Lamar would go to the store <laughs> table. <laughs> But it kind of got you to like embrace the role, did or, or I don't know maybe I mean, well, that. What got you to embrace that role? Winning. Okay. What year was that? You started coming off the bench. Um. It's like right when you guys started making that the title run. Nine, yeah. Just winning. I mean, I'm sure, and it paid off. Yeah, so I'm sure you felt me. You won six man too. Yeah, it's really like you won quick, two rings and a six man. So, yeah. but I want let, let's and talk I, about I know, it. I know basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know the reason why we didn't um, beat Boston, even though we had them in 2008, but we didn't have the the girth and the size. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To pound it out. Right. Seven yeah. rounds, seven games with them. I knew with Andrew and Powell start the game, and then if you just input me, then you can speed the game up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Give different looks. I know basketball. I know how that would, how that would work. So it did pretty fast. I mean, look what happened. I'm so. grateful for it. Yeah, let's talk about the Lakers right now. Again, um, half a, we're currently one game behind the Clippers for the six seed, which means we would avoid the plane. We, we got to, five games left. I think we need to avoid the plane. I mean, that's the goal. Because also we'd probably get... So Dennis Schroeder told me, uh, it was before the road trip, I forget which game it was, maybe that Minnesota game when they lost at home. The Minnesota home game. Friday, right? Yeah, Friday home game. There you go. Look at you knowing what day of the week it was. Look at that. Okay. That was pretty good. Um, Dennis told me that when they had 30 games left, they set a goal of winning 20 of them. Like, we need to win 20 out of 30 so that we can get up out of the play-in tournament. And they really thought they could do it. So I want to go back and look and see how close they are to was 20 out of 30. Um, they're, I mean, since the trade, I think they're 12 and 7. It's not bad. They haven't had LeBron in a bunch and of And they haven't had LeBron in a lot of those. Um, personally, the fact that they're so good on defense and that they have some – they got some guys who can shoot now. Mm-hmm. And, and AD is – like, let's, let's give the man his flowers. That right. man – Yeah. Well, he answered my call. This year. He I sure did. The first thing he said was, like, yo, we got to, what do you say? Ain't going to be shit unless Kuzi, unless he step up. Yeah. I mean, he's like, to me, and this is, I mean, I hope this doesn't sound like LeBron slander, okay? Like, he's the best player on the team right now. He Anthony is. Davis is the best player on the team. That's a great compliment for the Lakers. It is. To be your best, the second best player on your team. I mean, and, and some I of that's. I forgot how good Anthony Davis was. Like, off the dribble, yeah. I forgot how good he was. Yeah, and see, making shots off the dribble, like, yeah. yeah, and like got like this like two guard s when he's aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's extremely talented. Yeah, he's about being aggressive too. Like he's got sometimes he'll just shoot like eight shots in a game and they'll lose. Yeah, then he'll shoot like 20, 25. and and you know you can see like like a lot of people talk about okay, he you know the the he had kind of a bad game the night LeBron broke the record right he yeah. was on the bench he was down so much about that. <sighs> He's hard on himself. Yeah, maybe he wanted to have 40 when LeBron got put back. Yeah, no, he's hard on He's always been like that. And part of the reason why when Anthony Davis, like, if you don't feed the big man, you know this, you play with big men like that. If you don't get big men involved early, they, like, lose interest or they they feel frustrated. They, like, don't – they suffer on both ends of the court. And so, 
you know, we used to have that phrase like who eats first, who eats second, who eats third. Right. LeBron, LeBron knows basketball too. Anthony Davis needs to eat first. Of course. LeBron can get his anytime. LeBron knows how to score. If he needs to get involved, he'll get involved. But he doesn't need somebody else to get him involved because he's got the ball already. Right. Anthony needs somebody to get him involved. So when they make a point of that early in the game, that's when I think the Lakers really get rolling, when you play through Anthony Davis. And that's going to be a challenge because they have LeBron and they have D'Angelo Russell, who both also need the ball. D'Lo has played that role before when he was six-man in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep. But here he's this. Let's not forget it's a contract year for him. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a contract year for him. That's part of a, that's why he was available. Right. Because he wasn't he hadn't worked it out with Minnesota to have an extension. They also going to get real expensive this year. Um, they got to pay Rudy Gobert, Gobert Carl. Yeah. Ta- they're already paying Towns. They got to pay Anthony Edwards, Edwards. this summer. They got to pay McDaniel's this summer. Yeah. So there was just wasn't they weren't going to go that far. Maybe Reed. Who knows? Nas Reed. Yeah. That's three players with a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Can't keep all of them. Can't keep all of them. Yeah. Well, you can't if you're the Warriors, but <laughs> maybe the Clippers too. They can keep everybody. Well, you go yeah. over the cap, right? Yeah. All you got to do is pay it. Luxury tax, right? Just got to have billionaire owners who don't yeah. mind. But you only do that if you're going to win. Like, you have a, if, you have, if you're the Warriors and you're paying Clay, Steph, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, Poole. Jordan Poole, like, all these dudes, okay, fine, as long as you're winning. They win, they have. They won last year. They won last year. Don't you let me be an owner. He said he wants, he said he wants to be a coach. I'll, yeah, I'll be an owner. I'll be a coach. I'll stack it up. You got the money to be an owner? Not yet. That's like different. Because now you don't just yeah. need money. You That's need like different money. That, you need like yeah. ten billion. Yeah. But so where do you where do you Intel. see the Lakers ending up? There's five games left. What do you mean championship? Man. No, I'm One saying game. like seeding wise, like playing. Does it matter? Above if you the playing. No, oh, just for conversation. We got to do. We gotta the fans want to know. The fans are the standings. Watch is very. I'm telling you, like. I think if they are healthy, and which is like every game you watch. I mean, what was the last game? Anthony Davis sprained his ankle. I was like, oh, yeah. there it goes. He said, I'm playing, though. He said, I'm playing. I know he said, I'm playing, but like, that's, that's how tangible. Anthony Davis bought in. Yeah. He's bought into yeah. the camouflage gear. <laughs> the camouflage hat. He went to the war. Yeah. I think AD uh, has been awesome the last month. And like LeBron being out was good. And I don't want to say it was good for the Lakers, but it was good for Anthony Davis in a sense to like reestablish himself. Right. Because no, like, I think it was good for the Lakers. Yeah. I think it was good. Yeah. They had some time to bond without their best player. This really proved to themselves how good they could be. Yeah. And they got dudes like, okay, like if Malik Beasley's having a great shooting night, then you keep him rolling. Yeah. If he's not, then you then you swing it around to shooter. That's another. Do you guys talk about Dennis Schroeder? Yeah. On I this mean, podcast? Yeah. We have, yeah. He's a great player. Him. Can, um, can we just, like, I think his comeback from, like, what happened the last time he was here oh yeah, to totally. what he's done this year, unbelievable. Totally. He was in Houston so last year. Strength, yeah. Fortitude, which I like. With the whole, like, fumbling the bag joke, stuff like that, money. where he lost all that money. He went to Houston. He was in Boston. You lost money? No, he lost a lot, a lot of money. He lost a lot of money. He's on a minimum deal for the second year in a row. Right. Then he balled out in uh, FIBA. Yeah. He's playing through. He's playing hurt. He's playing great. Oh yeah, he, he'll he'll twist his ankle, and you'll see most guys will be out. And he was like, "Nah, I'm back up." And he plays the next game like it's nothing. So that's a good we shot right there. We need him to play at a high level of consistency as well. Like I mean, he, this, he in like and out, in and out, in and out. In I know. And out, in and out. Uh, shit don't work. I out. mean, honestly, roles have been changing. Like you see, Rui didn't even get a. He had a DNP in one of these games. Uh, Lonnie, Rui Achimura didn't yeah, play. Yeah, Achimura. All these like. 
All those guys, if they can play at their best at the same time with Anthony Davis, I'm not even counting LeBron yeah. James because Anthony Davis is good enough to carry a team. And then you throw on LeBron. So like you gotta. That's why it's exciting because the Lakers. I mean, really didn't get to show. Okay, potential. I'm gonna name some teams that might play in the first round. You tell me who you think they beat. Let's say they get in. They're the eight seed. They go through the play-in. They Nuggets. end up as the eight. They face the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Denver Nuggets could be beat. You seen what they just who they just played against? The, uh, they didn't have Jokic, but yeah. Oh, last night. But they're kind of on cruise control right now, so I don't want right. to judge them yet. Look, I don't give a fuck cruise control. But that's I mean, look a, at that's them a team that Jokic, won championships. Though. Look at them without Jokic, though. I'm not, and they will have you. They'll have Jokic. But like, yeah. let's the playoffs things slow down. You guys both know that. Yep. You have a game plan. You're in a seven game series. I'm being honest, and I, you know my heart bleeds purple and gold. But I'm also a realist person, rational person. Yeah. I don't think Denver Nuggets are un- unbeatable. I agree. They could be beat. West Western Conference. I'm not, if I'm a Laker, I'm looking at. I'm really not scared of any team. I have one team: Memphis, Phoenix, Phoenix. But they're unproven too. And they're thin. If, I, if, I, if they're I'm, what? and they're thin, they don't have depth anymore. Yeah. They if away I'm, if I'm depth. looking at, if I'm looking at them, maybe I'm like, okay, maybe they got a. First punch that might be we might not be able to take, but any other all these other teams I'm like. Eh. So yeah, you said we you, you said point. Denver. Okay, next one Memphis. Memphis. We talked. We just talked about this. We could beat them too. It's not like these teams are unbeatable, like you just said. They're yeah. beatable. Yeah, They're I think Sacramento I personally think Memphis is really good. I had picked them no, to Memphis win the West. Memphis is really good. That's the only team I would be really scared of. Really, okay. but they don't with, have Stephen Adams. With they don't, yeah, they don't have Stephen Adams. Like it's that's. Like their, Morant, that's their I mean, without Stephen Adams, they got a, a, a you know. That gives them a hole in there. Right yeah, they, they don't have Steven Adams or Brandon Clark. So, That's to big. me, Memphis was the team I thought was going to win the That's Western Conference court. this really? year. I, like, preseason prediction, I was like, I think it's Memphis year. But now they don't have their two bigs that really matter for them. Jaron Jackson Jr. is awesome. Yeah, let's not, yeah. let's not undercount that, but he's, he's one guy. Yeah. He's only one guy. Now, now, it's, it's, t- now it's Tillman. Yeah, no. Poor man's AD. Who? Triple J. He have the offensive game like, like AD does. No. And he can shoot the three. He can shoot. He I can think he defensively shoot. he's amazing. He's a defensively. Yeah, yeah. He's he really can shoot good. too. He ain't, he ain't like AD. He's young though. Yeah. He's young. He's a poor man's AD. He's, Ooh, he's, he's like really 24. Good. He's really good. And he's I would left-handed. just say young. Yeah. I would just say young. He's <laughs> like, young. But he's like, um, like to me, Memphis, like that, that, that the, the fact that they don't have the the front line like they used to because their guys are hurt. Right. That hurts, especially in a matchup against the Lakers because the Lakers time. have Anthony Davis. Big time. Um. Okay. Let's say you get up to the six seed and you face the Sacramento Kings. That team scare me too. Kings scare you. Young legs. Yeah, that's true. They play fast too. But what about inexperience? inexperience like, because you you have a lot of experience. They also have a players. bottom five six defense. Their defense is not that good. So they don't play defense. They're not that good. De- defensively, no. I mean, they just score a lot of points. They're young. They run. They can shoot. In the playoffs, the things slow down. Right. And we'll get them with the inexperience. I would say that's we'll my favorite. Situation, we'll get them. That's like a team. That's the team I'd ideally want to play in the first round. Although De'Aaron Fox is like the best clutch player in the league. Oh yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah, West Coast I, he's that guy. The West is tough too. Though. Yeah. Okay. Then you then the current four or five matchup. There's the, the teams right in the middle. Clippers, Phoenix, Golden State. Golden State. I don't want to play Golden State. I don't either. I think Golden State's the team. We People gotta are so scared. I mean, we got to stay. We got to stay away from Golden State. Last okay. ten or twenty years, the only teams that won the NBA championship I think um, come from Dallas and California. 
Yeah, Texas and California. Yeah. Well, the Cavs won one. Well, we're saying like West Coast. Uh, West Coast. Oh, you yeah. mean West Coast? It's a crazy yeah. stat. I saw that too. It's a crazy. crazy. To me, like I never count crazy. out the Warriors. I never. That's crazy. I mean, they're defending champs anyway. It's yeah. Like they had a crazy. They year. need Andrew Wiggins back. Uh, you know, theoretically, he's coming back. Yeah. I don't know what kind of. I know I've heard he's been staying in shape, but it's different staying in shape versus yeah, like it's speed, different. Like, he's gonna need a minute. So would so, you say you'd like? Is that that team? Is Phoenix or Warriors the team that like? To me, Phoenix and the Warriors are like the two teams that I think. Phoenix, are like, Warriors, and Memphis. Avoid and Memphis. It. Still Memphis. I agree, but let's put, let's put it this way: you're a boxing guy, right? So, like, what I would call the Lakers is a live underdog. Like, they got a shot. Yeah. Which is saying something for a ninth place team. Every, we were 13 for most of the year. Every team that participates yeah. in the playoffs has a shot. No, I don't agree with that. That's the truth. Okay. Technically, yes. Technically, yes. But okay, let me tell you some other teams that are in the playoffs. You think Brooklyn Nets have a chance? Hell no. Why not? If you Hell, make, they're in the playoffs. Mean? If you Bro, make the playoffs, they don't have a star that have, can carry them like that. You don't that. have to have a star. Yeah, 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 Mikael Bridges heard that. Okay. Mikael Bridges. By the way, we'll give him his flowers because he's been dropping. He's like good. 40 years, Playing but. with star potential. He okay. has star potential, Mikael Bridges. But like when I you're like, do you think the Miami Heat can win a championship? No. Not with that team. Not, I don't know. Maybe. But okay, like no. any team is like the equivalent in the Eastern Conference. Okay, let's name some teams. Bucks. Think, no, no, the Bucks are, are the top teams. Team. That won't. The teams no, are in the same range as the Lakers, yeah, like Hawks, seven to ten. Cleveland. Like, what Cleveland's no, they're higher? They're it's, about it's five. It's Hawks. It's Brooklyn. It's uh, Hawks. It's uh, Bulls. Chicago. They look pretty good. All the these day. teams, if they get a streak, shit, bro, they're not doing anything. What are you, bro? I'm just saying, bro. I played. Maybe, maybe I feel like that because I played on a team that lost twenty games in a row by twenty. Yeah, Clippers, so right? Yeah. That's right. I forget your Clipper years. Yeah. <laughs> your Clipper years. You know what What's I mean? it? Wait, wait. This is another Lamar story. How'd you break your ankle in a layup line? Oh no, it wasn't layup line. It was. It was worse than that. <laughs> it was. I don't know. <laughs> I was getting. Um, I was getting my um, my cast removed. Okay. From my half. Um, a wrist injury. Wrist injury. And we were in shoot around. Went, jumped up and dunked the ball. Yep. Boom. Came down on the basketball. On the oh, basketball. That's, that's unlucky. That's in pregame? Like, it was a shoot around. A shoot around. You broke your ankle? I uh, rolled it. I should have broke it. Damn. Like, I was like, like six weeks for that, sh- that shit. So you can't control that. It's a ball. Yeah, that's, like one of the, that's like one of the stories people say, like, like the Clippers are cursed, you mm-hmm. know? It was crazy. Back then, back then when they had Sterling. Yeah. They still haven't worn anything yet, though. So... Listen, if, they have, if Paul George was healthy, I really like the Clippers, but he's not healthy. So yeah, I like him too if they, if he's healthy. I still like him because I think Ty Lue is that good of a coach. They tough. I still think Ty, depending on the matchup, but like, right, like if the Clippers play Phoenix in the first round, ooh, oh, that's gonna be nah, hard. Phoenix taking nobody wants Phoenix in the first round. Nobody. But it it's exciting. Them, that's the point. I mean, like, it's exciting. So many things can move from seven to like eleven, or no, even like five to eleven. Like I was yeah. so personally hurt. What? When I seen Kevin Durant go to Phoenix or Phoenix Golden Suns. State, because there's two of them. No, Phoenix Suns. Like I was hurt. Like he, like I, like he, like I took. The, well, you like called he, it the USA team. Like he did some hurt to me. Like he helped. Like he hurt me. Why? I hate Phoenix. You know, we don't really, really Dallas. We don't like Boston, and we don't like Phoenix. Huh? Yeah, he's not a fan of Phoenix. Yeah. You guys. I didn't think been, anybody hated Phoenix. You guys had uh, wars in the playoffs with them. Too. Huh? Yeah, That's true. The Steve Nash games. Yeah. We had them drown 3-1. They beat us. I remember that. 
Yeah, Lamar does not. Can I tell you a funny story about that? Yeah. You guys were supposed to play the Clippers in the next round. Remember that? And it was like you were up three to one. And I start working ahead because that's what we do. We, we we work ahead on stories. We're like, right. we're going to have the hallway series. Yep. Lakers, Clippers, playoffs. I'm sure right? you had that ready for the bubble too. Uh, yeah, but it was different because it wasn't at Staples Center. Right, Who won the championship that year from the West? Dallas? Yeah. Uh, let's think. Dallas so then the, then the Phoenix beat Clippers in the next round. And then who did they play? Did they play San Antonio? Well, San Antonio maybe won. Sounds like sounds right. I can't remember. But no, Dallas went to the Dallas went to the finals of the year they beat you. That's 2012. It's crazy, boy. Sports like a game of inches, but one rebound away. Mm-hmm. It's like, but the but when he goes to Phoenix, I still think that they're a really dangerous team because I like to me Devin Booker is. Oh yeah, Devin Booker is amazing. No, like he's yeah. a superstar. He is. Yeah, he is. But they they got so much better offensively. Yeah. They gave up so much. They of course they had to. They gave up a lot, and Richard I think they'll Johnson, yeah. they'll reload though. Everybody's trying to get to Phoenix this offseason. Like that's the team that like that's scary. If you have a disgruntled star, if you have a whatever, everybody's trying to get to Phoenix. Scary. Scary. Really Very scary. scary. But yeah, it's it's exciting, and it's gonna come down to the end. Uh, as a race for the play and playoffs. So, I mean, Lakers just got to win. They got to take care. I know there's a lot of standings watch, but they just got to take care of their own business. That's 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 where I, you, you asked me about Darvin earlier. I thought he did a really good job of keeping everybody together early on when they were struggling. Yeah. Because, like, you, when you have a team with this much on it and this much tension, and then you go 0-5 out of the gate, or you lose a lot like out of the gate. 2-10, yeah. They lost them really early. Yeah. And they were still playing hard for him. Like they didn't turn on him. They could tell. You could tell they were still trying You're to play right. defense. Like they lost a lot of stupid games that they shouldn't have lost. Well, these are the these are the Many. times where we got to win the games. We should win. Like this Houston game tonight. Yeah. Must win. Utah. Twice. Got Clippers. Utah Phoenix. twice in Utah. One's here. The last game is at U- is it here at here, Utah? Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I, I want to get I want to get into your career a little bit more. Sure. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. But. How much effort goes into ensuring sources are correct before you break the story? Because I know a lot of things are moving. Like as you want to, the older I get, the less I, the less I uh, go for it. Uh, the more cautious I get. Right. The like older a, like I get, the more cautious I yeah. get. Uh, when I was younger, I was stupid. I didn't know like when people were spinning me. I didn't know how like evaluate the quality of information I was getting, like who I was getting it from. Because right. I like it's. You know, you'd have agents will spin you stuff or, like, people, even people who, like, should know, they're wrong sometimes. Right. Yeah. You know what we, I mean? We like, see it all the time. We just saw it with, with LeBron with, like, the reevaluation and then. But then he played one night later. He played, like, yo, he's going to come back a lot. I didn't later. think that was wrong, by the way. I think, I think he was just clapping back because he didn't want any timetables put on him. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think what. It worked what, out for, for the Lakers, but, yeah. But like, I he mean, acted like that report was wrong, and it wasn't wrong. Like, he played two nights later. Like, I think yeah. he just, didn't, with his injury. He didn't want the pressure put on him to say like he's gonna come back. Certain time, yeah. And and like I, you know, I I think in general, the um, I'm very cautious what I say now because I hear you you talk to people, you hear a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. But you but stuff like now everything you say gets aggregated. Everything you say is report. Yeah. You know, and so like if you heard something like. In a conversation, even if it's with the general manager of the team or the coach of the team or the whatever it is, like it's still you can't say it until you're sure that's what they're gonna do. Like, okay, I'll give you a good example. 
uh, with Westbrook earlier in the year. Jimmy, people behind the scenes would be like telling you they're gonna send him home. Yeah, like they're I gonna know. every week, all the time. They're gonna <laughs> the, say the that vampire like, story, like that, all of that. Yeah, that's, that was the vampire thing was later, but like, you know, people would like like say bad stuff about Russ, like, oh, how much longer can they keep doing this? Yeah. How much longer they should just send him home? Like people would have vent to you. And you're like, you gotta be careful as a reporter not to be like, well, I had a source tell me last night right. that they're they're really frustrated with him. We might send him home, right? Because that's not true, right? That's just somebody venting, like that's what they're feeling, that's what they're speculating, but that's not Rob Polinka making that decision, right? right. You're right. That's not Darvin Ham making that decision. By the way, that would go all the way up to ownership if they ever got to that point. And I think they were close a couple times, especially early on, first five games of the year. I think if he if he did not accept that bench role. I think he was going to get there real fast. Right, you're right. Yep. But he did accept the bench role, and then he played he pretty good for a while. Yeah, we just weren't and then, winning, though. I mean, and so, like, I'm, like, more cautious now than I ever was. One, because I, I'm at ESPN, and I can't be wrong. You also establish yourself more. It's like, you don't, I feel like you yeah. don't really need to go for, like, a home run story. No, you go for the home run story when you really have it. When you have it, yeah, when you have yeah, it. Yeah, when you really freaking like have you it. You need to risk it. Like, it could be, like... But you don't, you don't toss speculatory things out right. there. Like, especially because there's... People talk all... The, like, when I was a younger reporter, like, I don't know. I mean, I would... Like, you would say more. And you would, like, you would repeat stuff people say to you more. Right. And it, a lot of it turned out wrong. Like, and it wasn't like anybody was lying to you, but it's just not the right primary source. Right. Like, it's always, like, you know, the only time there's a... The only time, like, you know, you... you this is going to sound like... You, you ever watch The Princess Bride? You know that movie? No, um, Andre the Giant and Carrie Elways yeah. or something like that. Remember that? Like, I'll give you, this is a good example. So Mike D'Antoni was the coach, and he was going to get fired at the end of the year. And I was pretty sure of it because, I, you know, I had pretty good sourcing on that, that they were going to fire him after the year. But I'm not going to report Mike D'Antoni is going to be fired after the year because there's still 10 games left. What happens if they win those 10 games? Right. What happens if they make a playoff run? What happens if, can change, yeah. you know, like, oh, the Lakers are thinking of firing, they're leaning towards, yeah. like, I mean, it's like you can't say that he's going to get fired until they actually fire him. Right. You know, there was that story last year about Frank Vogel. Like, oh, if yeah, they lose that, that game, crazy. they were going to fire him. I knew about that, too. There was that chatter. If they lost that game, they were going to fire him. That's crazy. But they won that game. Yeah. So it felt weird that that story came out because they won the game and they didn't fire him. They were like it was a game by game bait, which is like yeah. insane. It's like insane though. Do you, 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 you hear about and it's, that? And it was true. And it was true. If, if, if like Frank Vogel loses, they're firing him tonight. But if he wins, he but, stays. But, but the like, thing is, people insane, can say that, bro. but until they actually do it, it's not, they didn't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like to me, like, you, know, you can say the way the, the, the Lakers are debating the future of Frank Vogel. Yes. And you could say they're in a game-by-game -game <laughs> evaluation. You could say that. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm really cautious with that kind of stuff because things change. Like, even injury-wise, I remember when D'Lo got hurt. I had heard he was going to be back for that Minnesota game or something. He was trying to get back for that right. game. Yep. And I said, you know, the, and, and I think internally there was an expectation he was going to be back, but his yeah. ankle didn't respond. Yeah. It just didn't respond as well. Yeah. So, like, I had said that on a show, and I felt bad later because I was like, well, it changed. That's why, like, injuries, you're like, you got to know you're right. You don't have to, like, push send on something on a tweet and hope you're right. Yeah, that's. Oh, I hope that's right. Because it'll come back to you. No, then you're not going to trust me anymore. Yeah, exactly. We'll come back to you. And it's different when you're at ESPN.
Can't be wrong. You can't. Accountable, baby. Yeah. ESPN is ESPN. They have their reputation. ESPN, right? baby. Yeah. You're employed by ESPN. Yeah. You got to uphold that. So I don't go with it until I'm really, really sure. Yeah. No fake and I news, wish... baby. No fake news, bro. <laughs> right? No and it's like, you, and it's like, you, you know, people want to, I'll be on a show or whatever. And tell me more. Tell me more. You know, Max Keller is always doing this. Before, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what I think. And it's always an, it's an informed opinion. Right. Right? Because I talk to people, but I got to be careful because people venting to you is not reporting. Does that make sense? Yeah. People vent. You know that, L.O. Yeah. How many times we stand at your locker and you vent to some reporter? Always. You're just venting. Yeah. It's on. I mean, uh, you know, Brad Turner knows everybody's. Everybody's. Oh, I vent to Brad Turner. Who's, yeah. Because who's listening? No, you never know who's listening. No, Brad, Brad has been on the beat forever. Yeah. And he, I, to yeah. me, I have, like, a ton of respect for Brad. I, I think Brad's, like, Brad. the best. Like, he, there's a reason he's been around for as long he's as LA he has. L.A. Times, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, Brad, like, everybody talks to Brad. Everybody, Brad knows everything. Yeah. You know? But he's he's cautious with he reports too. Like right. you can vent to him, but like just because you're venting doesn't mean that's what you're gonna. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, doesn't mean that's what's gonna happen. Doesn't mean you're actually right. gonna do it. Yeah. And like the the regular NBA fan doesn't understand these things. Like they'll see venting and then they'll or whoever's in the locker room will hear it. And that's called like I mean I, you know how many players do I know that are unhappy in their current situations? But it's not public. Well, just because you're unhappy doesn't mean anything's gonna happen about it. Right. Doesn't right. mean you're gonna do anything about it. You're still gonna show up and play. Yeah, you gotta be professional, right? So unless you actually ask for a trade, uh, you know, Just things you probably learned throughout your long career of reporting. I want to talk about one more thing, and then we'll finish off with rapid fire questions. But one thing, I know you are an athlete. You played at Stanford baseball for four years, right? Softball, yeah. Softball, right field. Outfield. Oh, real good arm. I used to like warm up, and I'd like show it off so they wouldn't run on me, you know. So. We see Caitlin Clark. We were just talking about her yeah. before the pod before you stepped in. And fucking incredible. What do you think about her and, yeah, and the fact that, like, like what, what could she do for the WNBA? I know she's still in college. Obviously. She seems like a generational talent to me. So you know how, like, a number one draft pick will come in? Every year there's a number one draft pick. Every year. But not all the number one draft picks are created equal. Right. Some of them are LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some of them are... Anthony Bennett. Okay. I'll say... Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Whatever. Like, Andrew Wiggins is a good player. Yeah. He turned out to be an all-star 10 years later, you know? Yeah. But it's not LeBron, yeah. you know. Um, in the WNBA, they've had a few number one picks that have been like, okay, Candace Parker was number one pick. Yeah. The Sparks got her. They went to the finals the next year. Right? I mean, like, like she was MVP and rookie of the year the same year. Damn. That's crazy. It's pretty good, right? Candace Parker. Shout out to That's Candace probably Parker. never happened in the NBA, huh? No. No, rookie not. Rookie of the year and no the NBA? No. I'm very rare for rookie to even make an all-star team. Yeah. To even make an all-star team. Like, when Blake Griffin made point. it as a rookie, it was, like, caused some controversy. To me, Caitlin is the kind of – like, Brianna Stewart. That's a, that's a, now, that's a number one draft pick. Okay? Brianna Stewart comes in the league. Seattle's in the playoffs. You know, like, Seattle goes from, like, worst team to the best team. Or, like, one of the best teams, right? Um, you know, the last few years, like, Sabrina Unescu, she was supposed to be, like, the next big thing. She's been good. But the Liberty is yeah. – they're in the playoffs, but they didn't win yet, you know? Neka Gumake, she was pre franchise changing, but like took them a while to make the the finals when she got there. like so like there's number one picks that are like perennial all stars and that's a good thing and then there's number one picks that like you become a contender. You think her team will be? I think she I think she's that good. It's exciting, you know. She's like, that it's, good. It's exciting. Now, do you know who gets her? I don't know. They got to play a whole season, right? Real right. basketball, men's basketball, whatever you want to wrap it up on Moss. She played with she the guys growing up. Bro. She could poop. Bro. She could hoop. You could tell there's Steph she Curry. Like she could shoot up. like Steph. She could pass. She would sprint to the spot with the basketball in her hand and pull. Yep, like Steph. 
It's exciting. And she's tall too. Like like Transcending. she's a, Yeah, she's a big with that kind of game. Like and she got some swag too. She got some swag. I feel like the WNBA needs that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So it's it's definitely exciting. Give a million dollars. They have a solar cap. You know what I mean? Do you know what the, you know what Give the top player shit. can make? How much? You wanna know? It's gotta be more than six, six seven nope. figures. No. The highest salary is like two fifty. Because they got a hard cap. Like, their, their, their hard cap is like, you can't go over the hard cap. There's no luxury She's tax. She's going to be one of the reasons that that changes. Yeah. I should just make a bunch of money in endorsements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like, she'll make her money off the the whole shit up because... You said she has swag, too. Like. Their ticket, the, the girls' ticket, Final Four ticket was higher than the men's ticket. Yeah, well, it was... Right. And, and you know what? Really? It's because of her, and but it's because it's also, of her. It's because of her, but also because of South Carolina. Let's, let's give them some do. Don Staley, badass, total badass. Okay, Aaliyah Boston, like she's the reason why the women's Final Four to me had so much appeal this year is because, um, is because you have teams where like we've gotten to know these players over the years, yeah. like people stay in college for three or four years. Yeah, and in the men's Final Four, it's like different people every year. Like I mean, I've never seen a Final Four like this. There's not even a one seed there. Crazy. Who you like in the Final Four? I mean, in the championship game, UConn or San Diego State. Yeah. I think UConn is going to win because yeah. basketball guards are probably on their side. Really? Yeah. For all the just giving himself to basketball and got on the dress. Yeah, that's you true. Know you know him? Yeah. Um, and then his brother, Bobby, of course. It just seemed like it's just going to come back around to their family. You know his dad? Yeah. How do you know him? His father, you know, yeah. he's been playing. Yeah. Coached in St. Anthony's. Yeah. All those years. Good guy, strong. Hard man. Yeah. Hard working. That last shot the guy from San Diego hey. hit was that was a pretty good shot. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think he was gonna get it off. God bless the mid range. Yeah. Literally, you got it. I was yeah. like a mid range jumper. For the win, yeah. Shit, he didn't even try to get fouled. No. Like usually on the sure. last set, like your last shot like that, that's the shot you drew. That's always there though. You yeah. go to the layer, yeah, you go yeah. to the hole. Get to the rack, somebody's gonna that's meet one you. of your shots right there that he get hit. Get to the rack, somebody's gonna meet you. Mid range is probably gonna be there. And you gonna put the game in the referee's Boom. hands. Yeah. Right. But usually, like, usually dudes will try to, like, at the end of a the game, they're trying to get fouled. They take it to the rack, try to get yeah. fouled. Or like he was, like, taking his time, taking his time. Yeah. Got to his spot, had a minute, had a perfect setup. Good I was look. like. You're going to remember that forever. Oh, yeah. I scared the baby yesterday when I was watching that what game. Because like, the baby was sitting there. I was, like, feeding him, like, like, a, like a dinner kind of. And, uh, and I was like, oh, oh, we got to watch this, son. We got to watch this. And all of a sudden he hit. I was like, oh. And he was like, and he didn't know what I was yelling Start about. Dying. And he was like, oh. <laughs> like that. All right. Let's, I wasn't let's, even rooting for anybody. I was just, like, excited because I like yeah, basketball, like, you know. Let's finish up with some rapid fire questions. The first question is probably going to be a little long because I want to ask you um, a story. But after that, we'll, we'll uh, go rapid fire. So you've been co- obviously covering and been around the Lakers for a while. What is your favorite Kobe story? Oh. I'm sure there's plenty. I got a lot of Kobe stories. A lot of memories. What kind of what? Let's put what like what genre do you want it? Maybe like comedy, like something a funny, funny. Kobe a funny story. story. <laughs> uh, those are those are harder ones. Um, do you remember that one playoff year where he was like Mr. Like like that? Like he was like. Oh yeah, that one. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> you don't like to talk about that one. <laughs> um, no, it was 2009 because you guys had lost to Boston. He was like, okay, I'm in playoff mode. I'm going to be grumpy. 
And I was like, just trying to poke him. I was just trying to get like, uh, I was trying to poke him and he like, I would ask like, I got to get him to laugh. I got to get him to crack a smile. Cause he was trying to be like, yeah. he was like gritting his teeth like yeah, that. that revenge. And I, I did eventually at one press conference. I did get him to crack, but um, okay. Here's a good one. This is funny. Uh, his last game, we were his last game. I was like, man, you, you're going to cry. I know you're going to cry, right? Like this is going to be like, you're going to get out there. They're going to say it's your last game. They're going to introduce you and you're just going to ball. Right. And he's like, no, I'm not. And, and I was like, you are definitely going to cry. Like, come on, this is gonna be like Roy Firestone, those interviews. Like, yeah. you. And he was like, uh, he was like, I'm not. And he, he, I have to find the text, but he, he was just like, he was just like, I'm a crying genius. Like, I know how not to cry or something. He's like, yeah. I was like, I was like, you won't even cry one tear. He was like, no, not one tear. He's like, okay, maybe from one eye. <laughs> like that, we were going back and forth. And he was like, I'm a crying genius, you know. <laughs> he was That's like, crazy. I mean, he was a. Uh, let me see if I can find it. The legend. He was really funny because we we definitely like he like going into that last one. He was really um, it, that last game. He was like he was ready. He was ready to be done. You know. He had sixty points. Sixty. He like missed his first like six or seven shots. Then after that, and they won the game. He had a game winner. And Utah was trying to make. The they were trying to make the play. They had to Kept win. Out of the they had to he win. did. Like, people forget about that. Like, they had to win that game. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to let Kobe win and let Kobe score. They were, like, doubling him at yeah. some point. So. He, was, um, he was ready to be done that whole year because I know he knew he didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And he didn't want to play if he didn't have it anymore. Body, and also, man. like, the team sucked. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, hard to watch Kobe on that team. Yeah. Well, like. He had, no one, he had no one to help him. It was like, yeah, oh, he had those young kids. kids. They were good. Those kids, but, like, it wasn't like, yo, we're not actually contenders. Um, um, Kobe was really funny. He was um, sarcastic as shit. Like he was like, um, but he like cared. Like he would, Kobe would like check on you. Like he would send you text messages. Like like I remember when I was pregnant, he would like check in. He'd be like, really? "How's mommy doing?" You know, like I was like, "Wow, that's nice of you to really? even like check." You know, and like he was um, he he like he wasn't just a guy who was like transactional and stuff. Like I mean, he was very much like I don't have time for friends. Like that's his line. Like yeah. You know, you know, championship. Like I'm out doing things in the world, but like if he respected you, like I remember it was, even with him with you. Are you family oriented? Yeah. So. Like you were in a circle. He cared about you. Yeah, yeah he cared. Like he and he would like he would send a text. Like you're not gonna go out to lunch with you. You're not gonna make time yeah. all that time. But he would like send a text. He would call. Remember that his last he brought you a game that last year. You remember that? I remember one of your first games back after what happened to you in Vegas. Like he brought you to the game. So you could be there. You were at his last game, right? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were there. And you were there a couple games before that, too. I was at his last game, though, definitely. And it was like the funniest thing because he scored 60 points on 50 freaking shots. Who told me this? I think it was like 50 times. I think Horace Grant was like, I don't think I shot the ball 50 times in a season. I remember you gave him a hug and you were just like, bro. You got to be strong will. His legs were just that. That was it. Like he was like, he he was done. Like that. That was it. he gave. It I, all I rewatched that was his it. speech at the end, and he was laughing about it. Like he basically was like, you know, the the funniest thing is that all these years you guys are telling me I don't pass enough, and this last game, shot, yeah, nobody wants me to pass. Just yeah. shoot it every time. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Fifty freaking shots. When's the last time somebody shot fifty times in a game? In a regular you, game. You'd probably know. Not like double you. overtime or yeah, something. You would know before. You I would know better than me. 50 shots. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. 
All right, let's do these rapids. Yeah. For both of you guys. All right. MVP this season, Embiid or Jokic? Embiid. I might vote Giannis, though. Either Embiid or Giannis, me. Oh, Giannis so is number even. one. Like, his team is the best in the team in the league. Best record in the league. Yeah, and he's great. Like, if you look at his stats, he's, like, up so there. So you'd say Giannis? Right now, I'm Embiid or Giannis. Okay, what about you? I don't know how you're not going to give it to Jokic if his stats is the same or he's not even better. Best team in the West. Like, and, with, and look at them. Without 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 him? It's like they're like they really the like, it's like, like they're he's like amazing. so like. He is amazing. Jokic is amazing. I would say Jokic personally, but we'll see. It's but very you don't close. have a vote. I but do not. You have a vote, right? You And Beat has had a monster second half. Yeah. It, you know what? I think it really does come down to the end because like they play the Bucks and the Celtics in the last few games of the year. Ooh, yeah. So like I think, okay. Do you vote? Yeah. Jokic has two MVPs. Shelburne, Giannis has two MVPs. Joel has none. And to me, you can't just be the MVP by default. Like he he's earned it this year, but he's got to have. You got close. You got close hard. They gotta yeah, these are you got. You know what I mean? Like, like he skipped that game, um, and I don't think he skipped it. Cause I don't think he was ducking. Let's put that to rest. Okay. His calf was killing him. Well, the Jokic game, right? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't He's, play. His calf was killing him. He shouldn't have played him. He played a back to back against Golden State and Phoenix because James Harden was out with an Achilles, and they were trying to. They were still trying to get that one seed. So he he was playing and he pushed it, and he should have sat out one of those games, so that he would have been teed up to play against Jokic. But, like, okay. You, are you gonna fault the man for playing in a back to back? No. You know, his calf is killing him. You can't. Yeah. If you're a big man, you can't screw around with a calf. Like yeah. you can't. Like when it's, like I could I could quibble with him playing in the second night of that back to back. That's the one that he should have skipped. So you're mm-hmm. ready, and also like injury wise, like that's a, that's a bad game. Yeah. Second so night with a, I mean, he really does have a bad calf. But like that's that was a chance care. for him to like end the story. Like if he would have played against Jokic and won that game and yeah. dominated, like the first game he scored forty seven to fifteen. If he would have had another game like that, it's over. He wins. So now it's still open. Yeah. So let's see what happens with Boston. Let's see what happens with Milwaukee. Let's see what happens with Philly. Let's see what let's see what exciting. happens with Denver. We'll see. It's good. It's gonna I, go down to the wire. I saw it was like two matter of two votes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, next. What was it like being inducted into the California Jewish Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame? There it is. You know we got there two. We got two Jews here. Yeah. You want to get in one day, huh? I was. I, I would love to. <laughs> I would <laughs> you got, love to. You keep working, Aaron. Yeah. Um, well, I'm only 24. I got. I got. You got plenty more time. of time. Uh, it was funny because I was like, "So are you like inducting me?" Because I was like City Section Player of the Year when I was in high school. Yeah. When I was in high school, <laughs> or are you inducting me because I like work for ESPN now, right? right? Yeah. And they were like, "I'm both," and I was like, "Oh, because it would be cool if it was for my like playing career, you know, like like because I was good back back in the day, like 25 years ago. Okay, it was a while ago, but okay, um, it was cool. We like my mom always says like Judaism is like a time release capsule, so you do all this stuff when you're a kid. And you're like, oh, what do I have to have a bat mitzvah? What do I have yeah. to do? I'll learn this Hebrew stuff. Like, yeah. but then like later in life, you really appreciate it. And you appreciate oh, all totally. the traditions. So like, late, as the older I got, the more I appreciated. He's a big fan of Shabbat. Yeah. Big <laughs> fan of Shabbat. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> well, you're the one going to you're the one going to Cancun for yeah, Pesach. Yeah. So, so for Passover, I'm going to Cancun. You guys got any plans? Some people go kosher for Passover. You go to Cancun for Passover. Why? Well, sure, you're going to keep it kosher, right, Lamar? Keep it kosher. <laughs> <laughs> no, it meant a lot, to be honest, because, like, 
you know, I feel like people don't think I'm Jewish because my last name is Shelburne. That's my dad's last name, but like my mom's side of the family. And like, I've learned a lot about my family. Like a lot of them were wiped out in the Holocaust. Like right. I go to Israel all the time to see my family that still lives there. Like it's, it's a meaningful part of my history. So, um, and it's also like, you know, I'm big in like the traditions, you know, like I like to, I sent my kid to a Jewish preschool. We learn yeah. all the Purim stories right. and the Passover stories and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's a time release capsule, right? Like I wasn't, in my twenties, I didn't. I wasn't as into it or my thirties even like I remember in, in college, I was like, am I going to go to Hillel? Am I going to go to the high holy days? Yeah, like, yeah, am I going to yeah. do that? When I was in college, I didn't yeah. go. Nah, no. And then, but then I came back around. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their own journey. Yeah. What was your favorite NBA news story to break and why? Favorite? Yeah. Favorite's a different question. Uh, probably the biggest one I ever did though was, was reporting on the Sterling story. When Donald got kicked out of the league. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And I remember, <laughs> I remember there's a, like, there was this one moment where, like, they sold the team, but then Donald's lawyer called and said, no, we didn't. And I was like, well, how is it that Steve Ballmer and Shelly are saying they sold the team and Donald's lawyer saying, no, he didn't? So I heard from one of the, you know, I heard from, from some people who are, like, involved, right? I'll put it that way, um, that, that they had the authority to sell it without his permission because he had been declared mentally incapacitated. What? Like he had early onset, you know, he had, he had dementia. And so they had gotten two psychologists to see him and said he was, he had Alzheimer's or something. And they, he was not, he was not um, capable capable of making his decisions, financial decisions. And so I was like, Oh shit. That was like checkmate. That was like a checkmate. You talk about you talk about being nervous at, on a story. Yeah. I mean, I had impeccable sourcing, like three impeccable sources yeah. on it. And even then, I'm still like, oh shit, <laughs> it's a big story. Oh my god. Like, yeah. But it. I mean, I knew I was right. But even when you're, even when you know you're right, even when you know you're right, it's still like, <gasps> yeah, no. I you know, like like I had a couple still- of, couple of big trades, like the James Harden trade when he went to when he went to uh, Brooklyn. Woj and I were working on that one together. Yeah. Even when we have three really good, so we don't go with one source. For we go a, with like a for a big trade like yeah. that. Sh- you got two or three. Yeah. And like you're still nervous. You're still every time your hands it's are a shaking. Huge, it's a huge story. It's like it's like it's a big story. Like you saw what happened with Aaron Judge. Like that that kind of stuff. It's scary to like say you're one of the Giants and you didn't. So I I get that. And and a lot of times like people don't mean to steer you wrong. They just are. They just are wrong. Like, they're it's wrong. It's what they hear, right? They yeah. Just, they just say what they hear, and it could end up being wrong. Yeah. So. That's, that's why you get two or three sources. Yeah. Last question. Um, and this is one that I got from my followers, because okay. a lot of them were asking the yeah. same question. They okay. want to know, what is your best piece of advice for people that are looking to get into the industry that you're in, sports reporting? And especially for a female, because. Yeah. It's not. The, I feel like it's not the same. Or no, it's not the same. Uh. Yeah. Oh, like, like for real, like, it's really not the same. Like, you really have to watch. You have to have a really good eye for like how something's gonna look. Like, like I never do interviews that are not in public. Like, you know, somebody, somebody will be like, um, like I think a male reporter. If some, a lot of teams will be on the road, be like, oh, why don't you just come over to the hotel? Right. We'll do an interview here. I can't do that. How's that gonna look? Right. Uh, people won't even think about that. Like, nothing's gonna happen. I'm not. I'm a married lady. I'm not gonna do anything. But like, right. you don't want to put yourself in any kind of positions that look like that. There's you all know? these rumors. Yeah, you don't want to be out. Like you don't want to be out at the bar. With, you don't want to like. Let's say you're just out to dinner. Or you're out at the bar, and you see some, you see some people you know. Yeah. You, I, I don't go over there. 
I might say hello, but you. No, and and whereas I think a male reporter probably could. Right, it's different. They could go over there because they're not. It doesn't look like that. So, um, always be aware of how something, of how you look, how you're presenting yourself. Perception. Perception really matters. You yeah. know that you were in the, you were in the Kardashian circle for a minute there. That's a fact. The, everybody's always watching. Like I go, I feel like a weirdo. Like I'm at it. I'm at a uh, dinner or something. Let's say I'm out with a source. We're doing a interview or like I'm just out with a source. Like I'm just out with somebody. Right. I'm always my head's on a swivel. Yeah. I'm like, is anybody recording us? People got a cell phone camera. Shit's scares the, like, it scares shit, the shit, shit out of me happening. all the time. Like, it's, it's like, like I'll be out to I'll be out to lunch with another reporter even, and we'll be talking shop. Mm -hmm. Somebody recording me. You know, like I'm like, is anybody is anybody who's yeah. watching us? Like, what if we're talking about stuff, and somebody got their cell phone out recorded, on yeah. recorded, you know, uh, it's the like stuff a like dirty that. Game. Like, that shit can happen. Like, people do bad shit like that game. all the time. Like, we saw it happen. People get fired all the time. Stuff, like. um, so, what's my best advice? Uh, treat people like people. Treat people like you want to be treated. Like, don't go up to a player and ask him a provocative question just to try to get him to say some shit. Right. That you're gonna get him to go viral because they know you guys are smart. You know what you were trying what to happened do. To you all, it happened to you so many times. They try to bait you. So many. You know, people try to bait you. They try to like get you to say some shit. They try to like make the, you know, and then you gotta tweet it. It's gonna go viral. And it's just like don't. You're treating them like a quote machine. Like you're treating them like, like a commodity. Right. And I think that's not the right way to do it. I respect it's that. It's a way way to, if you want to make a make a little noise for yourself for like a hot minute, but if you want to build lasting relationships exactly. that are gonna build a career. Yeah. You gotta learn to talk to people, and you gotta show up. You gotta look them in the eye. Like one of my big pet peeves is like, you know, is when you, people don't go to games even when they don't even like know the people they're talking about. Because yeah. if you, if I don't know you, and I'm gonna talk about you like that, that feels wrong. Right. Like you need to be able to say something to me the next time that I see you. Yep. Right. I mean, do you, do you respect like let's say somebody's on TV just popping off about you, and you've never met them in their whole life, and they're judging you or whatever. Now listen, you're allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. You know, I have opinions about people I've never met before, but I try not. To, I try to make an effort to show up. Not to voice them on TV. Yo, I mean, look, you get paid to voice them on TV. Like, I'm on, I'm on around the horn, and I have to talk about football players I've never met. I've right. never, I don't go to those games. Like, I, I'm a basketball reporter, yeah. right? I used to cover football. I used to cover college football, so it's not like I don't know the game, but like, I don't go as hot takey as I. I think it's easy to say some shit about people you don't know. Yeah. You know. And right. it's like, you lose sight. It's not even just about, like, do you know them? It's like, do you respect their journey? Do you respect their craft? Like, nobody's out there dogging it. Yeah. Nobody who's a professional athlete is out there not trying. Right. There's people who try harder than others. There are people who are more yeah. disciplined than others. But, like, like, I was on the radio the other day, and somebody was trying to get me to say somebody's fat. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. First of all, I'm certainly not gonna say that. I, mean, I, I, I can lose a few pounds myself, okay? Saying, but like, yeah, like, oh, I know what it was. They're talking about Zion Williamson. Yeah. And they were like, "What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Zion?" And like, the other host was like, "Fat." fat and I was yeah. like, "No, what are you talking about? Yeah. Zion is an incredible athlete. He yeah. works really freaking hard. He's trying to come back from all these injuries. Yeah. Like, you know, he." Yes, could he could he play be a different player if he was twenty five pounds lighter yeah. or whatever it is? I don't want to make him eat, go vegan and eat right. whatever. Like he's been able to have the career he's had playing it the way he's at, and he works really freaking hard. And like that, like you don't know him to be able to, to be calling him like You're that, right. to be talking about him like that. Like yeah. that's like disrespectful of anybody who's in the professional. Like you you know learn that as you like you've been in the game for so long, so you learn that. Like you don't really go for like 
the quick things that'll make you go viral. It's like more like the long game where the players will hear what you I always, say. I always say to people, if I do my job the right way, I don't need to burn you. So that, that's if a good, I'm good that's at what I do, line, I don't need to burn that's you. That's a good line. We should finish it off with that. It's true though. We should, that, I like that. That's gonna stick with me. If you, if you, do, if I do, if I'm career. a good writer, if you, do, if you do a good job, if you do a good job, you won't need to burn anyone. Thank you, Lamar. And thank you so much, Ramona Shelburne, for coming today. That was a really good episode. A lot of insight, and we really appreciate you making the time. Got it. And uh, I'll do anything for that guy. That yeah. guy was. Lakers and six. Hello, Lakers. you know how we were just talking about you, like treat people the right way. Yeah. You always treated us the right way. That's all I have. And that's why you guys are both here right now. Yeah. Right. So thank you. We'll catch you on the next episode. Out. Peace.